Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Time to Talk Travel. My name is Nasreen. I'm here with Desiree and Sharon and Mo. And we are going to talk about something that a lot of families have to think about every year, and that is spring break travel planning. And whether your spring break is in March or you have a February and April vacation, do you guys plan your spring breaks in advance or is it something that you think of last minute if you're going to travel? How, how does that work for you, Des? Plan. But it, I don't plan like a year out. I plan probably two, three months out. My kids are older. My last one just graduated high school. So we just went through this. Her last spring break, her spring break started revolving around what her friends were doing and wanting to go where her friends were going. And I will say I live in Atlanta and a lot of people head down to the Florida Panhandle. Um, there's one city in particular, CSA, where you rent a house and it's five grand a week. I am not used to that kind of budget. I have negotiated with my daughter in the past. Let them go spend five grand a week to sit on a beach that you've been to 10 times before. I can use that same amount of money and find a great flight somewhere in Europe. And we can have a really, really good time for five grand. Fortunately for me, she has taken that hook every single time. Last spring break, we went to Santorini. It was a great trip and I didn't spend five grand. And I love that. You know, I want to go see different places and do different things. It's tricky for me because my kids are all four years apart. So they've all been in different schools always. And I find that they never line up. It is so frustrating. But just to get a spring break where everyone has any kind of overlap on what time they have. We really struggled with our spring break planning because of that. We tend to do things last minute and more local because we'll have a long weekend that we can cobble together from the different dates that people have off. But I love Des's idea of going to Europe um, because there are really great Europe deals for spring break. And I don't think a lot of consider going to Europe for spring break. Cruises are phenomenally expensive. All of the stateside getaways crank up the price for the entire month of spring break. But Europe is really affordable. Yeah, you got to go off a little bit of the beaten path with spring break unless you want to just cough up a lot of cash. A lot of people just don't have another option, especially if you are a teacher. That's one of the only times you can go somewhere with your family other than summertime. I grew up with my mom being a teacher, and so that was our family. And so we did do a lot. My childhood travel during spring break. And you have to have a little bit more patience with that. If you are going to do Disney or any of the major theme parks or things in your city, even the lineups are going to be longer. Things are going to cost more. But there are a lot of other things that you can do that are in those areas. Um, We've done Disney several times for spring break over the years. Um, But a couple of years ago, we went to Orlando and we did everything except the theme parks. We did Gatorland. There are so many awesome, weird, and cool things to do around city that you might not look at because those are the normal big things that are on your list to do. I think the biggest thing with spring break is that you need to start that ideation process early. Just thinking about what you might want to do and doing a little bit of initial research. Even if you don't plan it too far in advance, you're just looking at some of the options. Because I know for Texas, it's a huge time of year to go to Big Bend, which you would think is a super remote park. And so it's not going to be busy. 
busiest time of year to go there by far. As just mentioned, that spring break becomes about friends. And I think that happens even during the tween years that everybody wants to like do the same sort of things. Have you let your kids bring friends on spring break with your family? Or have you sent your kids on spring break with another family? What are some of your rules and guidelines around that practice? I've done it over and over with all four kids. It's a lot more fun when they have someone fun with them, especially if it's an odd number. The three older ones all got along with each other. Once they were out of the house, you know, the youngest, her bringing her bestie made the trip much more enjoyable for all of us. We took one even to Hawaii and we've always absorbed the cost. We didn't ask the parents to do much, but also she, in this one best friend case, she went with them on a trip down to Fort Lauderdale. And I can't tell you how many kids I've taken to Disney for their first trip ever because we're we're in a situation where we could. And I have my mom's mentality. My mom had 10 children. It's what's one more? What's one more? What's one more? So if we can fit them in the car, we're good. And the rules just are we're eating where we're eating. We're staying where we're staying. We will pile people in a hotel room. It means if you bring your buddy, you're not both getting to bed. You're going to be crashing together. As long as the parents are good with that, I'm good with that. Oh, if my daughter's going, I want to know where you're going, what's the address, and what's a good number. And then give me some kind of official letter that says I am their dotian for these days in case there's an emergency. That's a great point. That letter thing, we always leave one with my parents when we go on a trip and they have the kids. And it is important because if you have to bring them to an urgent care or an ER or anything or something does happen, it's so important to have that. You can print off a simple copy and just get it signed by both and get their health insurance information on it so you have it in case of an emergency. I know for me, we don't do a long trip at spring break. It's just not how we've done it. We do a couple of localized trips. So we'll bring another friend or something. Uh, if we're going to a museum or we're heading into Boston for the day, we might invite someone else. But I've got four that are all still at parking, So I really don't have a ton of extra room in the vehicle. I imagine that with the youngest, it'll end up happening more and more. <laughs> I've got two at college now, so they're off doing their own thing. All of my kids have always been that friend who goes with the family. A lot of their friends are only children, so... They are looking for that friend to go. And my kids are good travelers. They're easygoing. That's always been our goal was to to raise kids that other people enjoy. They are always up for a trip, those four, (laughs) and often find themselves going fabulous places. And I'm like, hey, where's my friend to take me? I want to go too. (laughs) I'm available as a travel companion. Just FYI, anybody who needs somebody to go with them to Europe or on a cruise or whatever. Say this all the time. I highly recommend adult spring break. I my daughter is going on a college spring break, first spring break without me this year. And so now I'm like, I need spring break. Who wants to go? I think I'm gonna do Zion this year. I'm all about it, Mo. You know what? Let's get some girlfriends together and let's just let's do it. Well, after the travel fears episode, we learned that Mo is a very calm traveler who is not phased by anything. I believe you could rent those services out if you want to be invited on this trip. I'll just be your calm travel buddy. I'm the fun one. I'm not the worrier. (laughs) I'll do all the worrying so you don't have to. Darren, I'll take care. On the logistical spring break thing, keep in mind that you can book things ahead of time. You can book the hotel, look for a refundable option or one with a cancellation window. Uh, You book the rental car if you need it. All of that, everything pretty much except for the flights and even some of those you can get refunds or credits on now. Always, if you're booking far in advance, look back at it later. Check it, set a little reminder every month to take a look at it. If you see a sale, 
because when you book that far in advance, they know you want to go. And so you may not get the best pricing if they have a lot of availability coming up on the dates. It may be better for you to rebook or change your rate. Now, that doesn't work everywhere. If it's somewhere that's super hot and a ton of people are all going to go, there will be no availability and you'll be sorry you didn't plan in advance. But always recheck the prices closer to the trip. And like you said, with those cancellation policies, make sure you read those carefully, especially if you're looking to book that far in advance. I put those cancellation dates in my calendar so that I can remember that I booked that and that I have until this date to decide if that's still my plan or not. And I've noticed that they are not making the cancellation easy to pull up to look at after you book. Mm -hmm. So when I put those notes in my calendar, I'm taking a screenshot normally and putting it in a travel folder. Especially with hotels, it used to be really obvious what time and what day you had to cancel by. I had to go through three different levels on an app to even get to it. I'm just worried it's going to go away at some point. They're going to be like, oh no, this was a seven day cancellation. You can't cancel. I travel a lot. So I had to put in notes. Maybe it's just getting older, just too many details. But I do find that it's easier when I put in where I'm going and to put in exactly where and what I booked. Because sometimes I'll book an Mm -hmm. Airbnb. Sometimes I book a hotel through an app. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I use booking.com. I know I booked something. (laughs) Yep. That organized. But going back and remembering exactly where and what versus going through all your emails and all your apps to find where you book. I feel like this could be a whole other episode, travel organization and record Mm -hmm. keeping. I'm excited. I want to go. I'm going to book everything. And I'm like, what the hell did I No, I I just wrote that down because I have a checklist in my Google tasks. This came up in a past um, podcast, but I think is important as well. If you are going somewhere, it's important to find out what else might be going on while you're there. I know there was a lot of criticism I just saw for Walt Disney World of all places for New Year's Eve because it turned into in the nightclubs. It, it got too rowdy um, for some people. I've been to New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, it's a party. I'm not saying that's a Disney thing. I'm thinking that's any resort anywhere. If there's a whole high school senior class that's descending on the same resort you're hoping to go have family time at, it's probably not going to be very fun. It's a big one what? for spring break. Really look at the too. clientele of the resort because you might very well end up at one of those party resorts that is not going to be fun for you and your small children or might, might be friggin' fabulous. So you want to relive your I, glory I, days. That deal might be for a reason because it's where the college kids go. I used to have a couple condos in Panama City Beach and that was a spring break mecca for a while. And I remember my teen son when he was like in elementary school I cannot wait till it's my high school spring break and I can come down here and a party with everybody. By then, we had so Yeah, you definitely have to know what you're going into, what you're going to see when you get there. Some people hear spring break and they're like, oh, family vacation. And other people hear spring break and they think like hedonistic, get your party on. Knowing which spring breaks you're going to be attending is so important. Very important. You exactly. had a college kid going off on their own. Like my daughter, I've tried to teach her things like don't go off by yourself. Make sure you stay with your friends. Make sure you have a copy of your passport, your license, you know, in case your wallet disappears, things like that. Talk. We're talking more about family travel, but these are important tips if you do have one in college. A general reminder that not everybody there is there to have fun. Some are looking for a little bit of trouble too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a scary thing when they go out in the world and you hope you have trained them to be good travelers, but I don't know that everybody that they are with has the same skills. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going back to the planning. 
as Des was saying, with what else is going on in the area you're going to, to look at what their spring breaks are as well. If you are doing mm. something, maybe you're not going to Florida, maybe you're not going somewhere that's a popular destination, you could actually book in another state that had their spring break the week before, and then you're not dealing with an influx of children in every museum there because they already had theirs. I know with New Hampshire and Massachusetts, our spring breaks are one week apart, which is a pain when I'm trying to do stuff with my sister and my niece because we only overlap one weekend. But the Massachusetts people come up and ski in New Hampshire during their spring break, but New Hampshire is still in school. And then New Hampshire can hit the slopes next. It was originally a ski season design. Smart. I think also, as we talk about planning these flights and things, especially if you've got a family of four or six in our case, the same old tips like get the morning flight. So many lines and airports now have delays and getting through security. It's going to be crazy busy like that again for March, April. So keep those things in mind, too. I don't know where the hot destinations are for this year, what's in and out as far as spring break locations. Have you guys seen anything on that? From what I've heard, I'm just talking to people. There's a lot of skiing. That's a big one for this year, as well as just a lot of doing things more locally. I think maybe the travel budgets might be a little less this year because things are so expensive right now. And I think the skiing thing, it's honestly a weather thing, right? I don't know about mountains other than Northeast, but I know a lot of the mountains didn't have snow to ski or had very bare snow to ski earlier in the season, but we just got our first big snowstorm today. I'm in New Hampshire. This is the very first big snowstorm we've had this year. And normally it has become worse in January and February snow-wise. So spring break or it's February vacation up here is the time to go skiing because at least you can guarantee there'll probably be snow. Yeah. Versus Christmas holidays, you can't guarantee that. And because my kids have had different dates for spring break is that we've become really good at the spring break staycation. I have a lot of tips. Just have a yes day. Make a list of all the wacky, strange things that you want to see in your area that you can see in a day trip. It can be really nice just to stay home and do all those things that you don't normally allot time for or that you only do when people come and visit you and our tourists in your area, too. That's a great option for spring break. Definitely. And when you're researching those spring break destinations, these hot destinations, we know Florida is always popular, the Disney's national parks. If you don't like crowds and you're thinking about doing a popular national park, check the spring breaks in the area. They get busy. And if you do not want a party scene, that's when you're going to Google Spring break 2024 party locations and then don't book any of them. Don't go there. Right. Don't go there because everyone's looking at those and being like, oh, Panama City Beach seems like a great idea. Let's go to South Padre Island, Cancun. No, those are not good spring break destinations if you are going to not want to party. That's for sure. With spring break 2024, if you could pick a destination that you'd like to see and one that you would not go to, what would they be, Des? For spring break 2024, last year was Europe. Not that I don't want to go back because I would in a heartbeat, but I'm trying to focus on national parks this year. I'm trying to focus on more like Zion, Bryce Camp, you know, places I haven't seen yet, believe it or not. Part of the reason for that is my daughter is doing her own spring break. She's going to Bimini. So I don't have to appease her. She never would have enjoyed Zion. Like she is not my get out and hike kind of girl. I am now. So that's on my list. Where would I not go? Again, this 
nothing against the Florida Panhandle. It's just I've been there. I've done. Uh, we did it for so many spring breaks for so many years because it's an easy drive from Atlanta. We owned places down there. I just want to see more of the world. I don't want to go back to the same places I've been unless it's Italy or Croatia. I could do those again in a heartbeat. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm with Des. I would go to Italy or Croatia or pretty much any Mediterranean country, Spain, in a heartbeat. I'm always up for a trip there. I would not go to Cancun. I was in a emergency landing of a plane and it happened to be Cancun during spring break. And then I was brave enough to go back and broke my arm. So no trips to Cancun for me. I think that should just in be on your, future. yeah, that's on your no, on my no list. I just got back from Cancun like a week ago. <laughs> I said no, no crashing of planes and no broken anything. I had a great time. Why well, wouldn't go to stay in the traditional hotel strip of Cancun, but go down to Playa del Carmen or Cozumel or Tulum or any of those places or even any of the resorts along there that are out of the crazy area. So that's a yes and a no, I guess, for that one. Where would you go, and Mo? Ironically, I am going to go back. I'm going to go back to, to Playa. My husband and I are planning to go to Mexico on our own, which will be a nice trip. We're meeting some friends down there. And then my two youngest, we haven't decided yet what we're going to do. I think we're just going to probably do something else in Texas that we haven't done. It's a really big state. So we have put a dent in it, but I haven't done the Florida Panhandle as often as you does, but uh, my friend does have a beautiful place that looks over the ocean in Panama City Beach, and I would be okay with that. Even your nose, I would still be like, yeah, I'd still do it. It's a free place I to stay, much more attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to pick your spots, right? I'm not going to go to the same restaurants that the college kids are going to. Sure. We're not going to the bar. We're hanging out at the beach in, during the day. and having a glass of wine in our PJs together. That's that's a nice girl's. What about you, Nas? We have February and April break, which I know is different than the March vacation that we had in Texas. So it'll likely be something off season. So the beach in Maine, uh, but while it's quiet or I love New York and it's an easy Amtrak ride for us. So probably New York or Boston, something city, museums, food, stuff like that. Well, we don't do the full week, but shorter and fun. Uh, for my nose, there is this infamous um, Massachusetts, New Hampshire to Florida pipeline, you have to buy your flight so far in advance. And it's just back and forth. I feel like everyone goes to Florida. I don't want to go to Florida during spring break. It's too busy. I don't want to go to Disney during spring break. I, I want to do something that is considered off season during spring break. I don't want to do the super popular options. I, I'm not likely to go to a national park during spring break. I know they're busier, maybe one that is more remote or it's off season. Good call. I'm with you on that. See, I have now of not doing it during spring break. Now that I'm not stuck to a school schedule for the first time in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And this is where the research is so important. I think it's easy to forget sometimes, too, when you don't have children in school. Maybe your kids are younger and aren't there yet, or maybe they're older. I can't tell you how often in the Disney group I see someone ask, hey, we're going to go during the last week of February. How easy will it be to buy our tickets? And they're asking in January. That is the Northeast spring break. Like there, that's already booked up. It's Everyone's full. already. It's full. It's done. Probably can't get anything. <laughs> yeah. No, we did. Not to harp on Disney, but you really do have to think about it because there was lineups for the Tiki Bird show. I don't even know that they still had the damn Tiki Bird show, but literally <laughs> you could not get 
on a ride under three hours. Uh, even my youngest was like, I remember this as being a lot more fun. That's not mm -hmm. magical. That is just a patience draining suck on life. Avoid that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to train your kids uh, online. Take them out of school at another time. Do it that way. And for spring break stuff, I like to do the off-season stuff. There are a couple of little things that you have to think about. During the off-season in some areas, you've got to look at what kind of dining options are going to be available and open unless you're planning to make food or you're not picky about eating out as much. Because if you go to Tahoe off-season, there's not that much open. And I'm not talking like ski season or summer, but if you go in the spring or fall, not all the restaurants are open regular hours. If you go to a small area and they have a couple of restaurants, but it's a beach town, maybe only two of them are operating on any given night during the winter. If there are only a couple of restaurants, you got to make a reservation or you're not getting in. Yeah. Same applies with Europe. I had a girlfriend reach out last week and she's so excited. I finally booked my flight to Europe. I'm going to Italy in February and she wanted to replicate a lot of the things I had done. You really can't, at least on the Amalfi Coast. Rome, sure. But a lot of the restaurants, pre most of the beaches, it's just shut down. April, whole other story. Oh, then because it's before the massive crowds and, and even Europe has a spring break. So just do a little bit of research to make sure the trip you're dreaming is even possible the time you're going. <laughs> Very true. Okay. So, Sharon, any last words of spring break wisdom to add? I'm just going to put in another plug for the staycation. It's a lot of pressure and a lot of scrambling. And you don't have to do something really huge for every single break that your kids have. For my kids, sometimes they just want to stay home and sleep in. And not have to get up for school and play their video games. There's nothing wrong with planning a nice, easy stay-at-home break. Figure out what there is to do in your area that you haven't explored or an hour or two away that you can day trip to. You've just inspired 100%. me. 100%. I'm sitting here thinking budget-wise, for the travel budget, I could just order takeout from a different restaurant that we haven't tried every night for a week and not cook. I love it. <laughs> New plan. It's a great plan. Lots of fun. I think also not feeling guilty about it because I do remember the years where I was working and couldn't get away that particular week or I could only do the three or four days. And I had spent so many years where I took other kids. I was like, can't somebody please invite my daughter? Oh, I'm not in position to do it. There were just times I couldn't match what all her friends were doing. And it mm -hmm. stopped. Oh, maybe if you are in a position where you could take another kid. Think about who you oh, bless, but also not feeling guilty if you're the parent working because you are paying the house and the bills and the everything else. And that's just the way it is. Not everybody's out there taking the dream vacation, like you said, Sharon. A lot of times the dream vacation isn't as dreamy as you think it is if you're not the one taking it. Do you want to travel and coordinate things and get stressed out and be fighting with each other? You want to take a week and relax and reset and explore some stuff. It, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, basically. Very true. <laughs> Ask the family, what do they want to do? Like you said, it might just be a fun thing that they've been wanting to do locally. Each pick something and before you know it, the week is full. It's a good budget lesson. That's, again, a life lesson for the kids as well. Absolutely. That would be interesting. I'm curious as to what kids would pick if I gave them two choices, like those videos where they're like, pick one of these index cards and then they both have something written on them. But then letting <laughs> them know what's on the card, that would be fascinating. Or with TikToks. You see the TikToks well, where it steps to the left or the right with every yep. decision. I know I'm going to do travel every single time I can. Every chance I get, I'm going to spend my money there. But my daughter, it might be a 
I really, really want those leggings. <laughs> My kids would 100% pick a week of DoorDash mm-hmm. over a trip to Italy. Ow. I know that sounds crazy, but they would rather stay home and order DoorDash and see their friends, I think. That's important to know, though. Because yeah. if we're planning this amazing trip and they don't want to be away from their friends, then it's going to be miserable for everyone. Good point. I can leave them to do DoorDash and go to Italy alone. So that's a very good option for me. Yeah, you save on you save on two airline tickets, a bigger hotel room potentially, all the other yeah. Sounds good. Trade off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is everything we have about spring break. And we would love to know where you are planning to go on spring break this year, where you would love to go, where you would never go again. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Until then, safe travel. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel, brought to you by HashtagTravels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part of our trip.